you a counsellor or a psychotherapist wanting to attract more clients more simply, then you, lovely person, are in the right place. Because I'm here to help you navigate marketing and remove any confusion and overwhelm that you might feel. Oh, and ditch that critical, nagging inner voice too. So each week I'll offer you inspiration, motivation and practical advice so you can get your marketing done and then get on with your life. I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hello, hello, hello and welcome back. Now today we're going to be looking at something that's quite important. I don't think we always give it the the, the importance that it should have and that is initial phone calls that we get from potential clients and how to increase the chance that they will go on to become an actual client. So today in this podcast, we're going to take a look at why whatever happens, you should be congratulating yourself on getting a new new inquiry. We're going to look at how you can feel more confident in the call and how you can take a gentle control of the call. We'll look at how to set expectations for the caller and how to make the booking at a day and a time that feels best for you. We're going to also look at how to refer the client on without them feeling rejected and a tip on how to feel really natural in these calls. And I've even got a free download for you to help to improve your confidence because you work really hard to get new clients. You spend a lot of time thinking about your website, your directory entry. You maybe write blogs or produce other content. You go on social media, maybe you go networking. There's loads of different things you do. And it's important that when you get somebody on the phone, you make a really good first impression. Now, when I first started as a counsellor many moons ago now, this is something that I really struggled with. I'd be like really anxious. I'd not know what to say. And my own insecurities kind of almost pushed people away by really lacking confidence on the call. I don't know if you've ever done that. In an attempt not to be pushy, I'd kind of wait for them to directly ask me for an appointment. And then the call would kind of go round and round. And I'd be waiting for them to ask me and they'd be waiting for me to ask me. And that didn't really go well. And the other thing is that sometimes I would end up being on the call for like quite a long time. And really, it would be far too long. And honestly, it wasn't brilliant because it could be that they would ring me at a really inconvenient time. So I could have been cooking tea for the kids and the kids would be running around and I'd be trying to keep them quiet and I wouldn't be able to listen properly and that would make me feel anxious. And then the call just didn't really go very well. I don't know if you can relate to that. I bet you probably can. So I've got six sort of simple steps to manage that initial phone call and increase the chances of you getting a new booking in your diary. So let's take a look at those six steps. So the first step is mindset. Now, Of all the counsellors around, and there are a lot of counsellors around, this person chose you to call. Think about this for a minute and think about the client's process. Now, they might have been plucking up the courage to call you maybe for weeks, maybe for months, maybe even more. I know when I've needed a counsellor several times, I'll have researched someone, I'll have had their number in my diary, 
but I've not actually plucked up the courage to call really for ages, very often months and months. And I know that I'm not unusual in this. I know other people that have done this and I know clients have told me this too. So the first thing is to give yourself a really big pat on the back because your hard work is paying off. Your marketing is working and that is brilliant. Really allow that to penetrate and really sick in, sick, really sink in. The more you do this, the more your confidence is going to grow. The more we can accept and really acknowledge the good stuff, the more we just feel better. Okay, so really, really allow yourself to give yourself a pat on the back. So the next thing is, like, let's think about this. A client has made an inquiry. So when you get an inquiry, it's important to stay in control of the conversation. The client wants to feel safe on the call. They probably feel very anxious and it's your job to guide them through the process. Now, if you have a lot of inquiries, but not many actually book in or people make an appointment and then don't actually turn up, it could be that you're taking too passive a role at this point. So I'd like you to take a big, deep breath. And a quick tip here is to try standing up when you're talking on the phone, because this gives your voice a little bit more confidence. Remember, of all the counsellors out there, you're the person that they decided to call. And they've probably already decided to work with you, or they've decided that you're on the shortlist. So they want to get a feel for you. So allow yourself to relax and just be yourself. Let your warmth show, let your humanity show, let your understanding show, just be yourself. This is not a time to sell yourself. The person's called you because they're already interested. So just relax and talk to them and find out what's happening for them. Now, last year I did a survey and it was looking into the public perception of counselling and I called this therapy rebrand. And what came up over and over was anxiety about A, coming to counselling like generally, and B, talking to a stranger. So when a potential client makes an inquiry, it's far more important to let your warmth shine through than to be professional, whatever that means. This is your first chance to make a personal connection. And this starts the therapeutic relationship, which we know is the key to successful work. Now, if you'd like to learn a bit more about the Therapy Rebrand Survey, you can. You can access the webinar. It's free at janetravis.co.uk slash webinar. And I'll share that in the show notes below too. So you need to find out what's happening for the person on the phone. But first, I would ask them how they got your details. So I would say something like, Before you go on to tell me a little bit more about your situation, can you tell me about how you got my number? Now, this will be useful information for you to have because it's going to let you know what marketing is working for you. Now, at this point, gently take control of the conversation because you need to get an idea if you're a suitable counsellor for them before you start answering questions about things like the cost or the length of sessions or anything like that. Now, in my experience, some people can talk for a very long time over the phone on an initial call. It's like they just want to get all of their story out. So to enable me to manage the time I spent on the call, I would ask them something like this. I would say, 
could you give me a brief outline of what's happening for you at the moment? I just need to check that I'm the right person to help you before we move on. Because if I'm not the right person to help you, I'll be able to point you in the direction of somebody that can help you more. Now, by saying this, it sets up expectations. It sets, it lets them know that you might refer them on. And this reduced the chance of them feeling rejected if this is the case. And it makes it easier for you and they appreciate this. So just imagine this for a second. So you've got somebody after probably quite a while feeling a certain way, maybe having your number for a certain amount of time. They pluck up the call and they say, I'm sorry, I can't help you. That could be devastating. So by saying something at the start, just let them gently know that I want to check that I'm the right person to help you. This is, you know, to make you get the best help possible. If you do have to refer on, they're not going to feel rejected. Okay. So once you've asked them that, allow them to talk. And when they finish that talk, do a little recap. You could say something along the lines of, so it seems like you're, I don't know, at a crossroads in your life. And you want to explore which way is right for you now. Is that right? And then the client will say, yes, that's right. And they'll they'll feel understood and they'll feel listened to. And that is so important. That's what counselling is all all about, isn't it? Now, the next step is about whether you can help or not. Now, if you can help, the first thing to do is to say, would you like to make an appointment? Now, remember, this is not being pushy. They contacted you because this is what they want. And their mind is probably already made up. They just wanted to get a feel for you over the phone. So you could say something like, yes, that's something I can help you with, Bob. But do you have any questions for me? Or would you like to go ahead and book an appointment? So then if they have a question, just answer their questions. And when you've finished answering the question, just ask them again, would you like to go ahead and and book an appointment? but be sure to give them thinking time. We don't want them to feel pressurized. So you could say something like, would you like to think about it or shall we make an appointment to get started? Now, if they want to give it some thought, let them know that that's absolutely fine and it's okay to get back back to you with any questions. Now, just a little thing I want to say here, and this is so important as well. (laughs) Please, please, please don't get disillusioned if they don't book in right now. This is part of a process for the client. It could take a while for them to actually get round to coming to see you. A friend of mine told me recently that he'd originally called a counsellor more than a year before they actually made an appointment. It's just how it goes. So if somebody phones you and they don't make an appointment there and then, please don't get disillusioned. Don't think it's like a reflection on you. This is just part of their process. So if they've decided that you're not the right person for them, again, don't get too illusioned. It's actually fine. It's great because although it can sting a bit, it can sting a bit when this happens, can't it? It's far better for both you and them that you're a good fit. Booking an appointment. So the next step actually is going ahead and making the appointment. So if they want to book, Again, it's about taking control, gentle control, not being bossy, but but taking gentle control and guiding them through the process. So offer the client choices. 
So first, see what appointments that you would like to fill in your diary and offer those first. So I could see you Tuesday at two or Wednesday at three. Which would you prefer? This is a great way to do it because A, it helps you to get the, get the clients to come at the times that you want to fill your diary. But also, oh, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but sometimes you can kind of go round and round. So imagine you want to meet your friend for lunch or you don't know which place you want to meet and you go, oh, I don't know what's best for you. And they go, oh, I don't mind whatever's right for you. And this could go round and around and around. Okay. So it's much better if you kind of take that gentle control and offer them a couple of dates and times. So offer them a couple of days and times. And if they come back and say that they aren't suitable, that's fine. Just offer an alternative. Maybe you could say, would you like mornings or afternoons or Tuesday or Wednesday? And I would do this even if I had a pretty empty diary. It gives you the impression that you're busy and it starts you off in the right direction of filling in your diary to be convenient for you. And remember, if you settle on a day or a time that's not good for you because you're trying to be accommodating, you could be seeing that person at that day and time for possibly months or even years. So if you don't normally work at the weekend and somebody says that's the only time that they could come, just be aware that could be your Saturday every week for months or years. So really think about it. So if they want an eight o'clock appointment and you don't want to work that late, or if they want a weekend appointment or a Friday appointment, just simply say that you're not available then, but you can do and give them an alternative. This is how you stay in control of your diary. And I actually talk about this a lot more in the foundations course in the Grow Your Private Practice Club. So when you've got them booked in, let them know some personal details So let them know your address, let them have any directions, let them know details of transport, like do they need to know what tube to get off or parking, or is there a car park where they're going to need some change? Can you let them know what change they're going to need? So that it's going to make the whole process of coming to you the first time easier. It takes away any blocks there. And remember to take their number in case something happens and you might have to cancel. So let's talk now about payment. So when you're talking about payment, don't panic. So remember that they've most likely checked out your prices before calling you. So keep it very simple and say the cost is whatever, payable by whatever you use. Don't complicate it. If you take your payment in advance, go through whatever your process is and get that payment from them. Now, for some people, a nice touch would be to send them a welcome back. So this is, you could put something in there like how to get the most from counselling. You could put some information in there, like I used to put in details about journaling. Whatever you think is going to be helpful. You could do this by snail mail, so you could actually get get an envelope and put your stuff in. But for me, I find that really inconvenient because I never have a stamp. And then I've got to find an envelope and then that takes time to do. My printer never works. You know what printers are like. And then I have to go to the post office. And I never really do that. It's, it's inconvenient to me. So if you want to do that, by all means do. But you can send some documents by email. And if you can make them look good on something like Canva.com, which is a simple and free design app, I'll share the links in the show notes, you can actually make this 
a really nice welcome to you. But if you don't want to do that, that's absolutely fine. You could say, give them the details of the FAQ page on your website and let them know that they can find any more details there. And just to finish the call, I would recap the date and the time and let them know that you look forward to meeting them. So what happens if you can't help them? So they've told you a little bit about your story and it's become obvious that it's something that's kind of outside of your capabilities. What I would say is, and this this is to reassure the, the person on the phone, because if you say, I can't deal with that, we don't want them to think, oh my God, my problem is so difficult and so complex and oh no, I'm weird and I'm whatever. We don't want them going down that sort of rabbit hole of feeling like bad. So I would say something like, that's definitely something you can get help with, but it's not something that I personally deal with. If you'd like me to, I can give you some recommendations and then you could offer them the names of a couple of counsellors with this niche. But for me personally, I only offer recommendations if I personally know the person I'm going to refer them to. So for me, I just think to myself, if I'm referring them to someone, I want to make sure that I'm referring them to someone that I I really believe in, that I trust, that I know them, I know that they're very professional, and you know, I, I know them. And I would end that call then just with a basic, you know, good luck with that and take care. And finally, how you handle a client inquiry is important. And it's important to take control. But it has to be a very gentle control. Because the potential client could be feeling really anxious and fearful. It could have taken a lot of courage to pick up the phone. But equally, it's important that you're not talking on the phone for ages when it's, like I've said before, a really inconvenient time. So it's important that they don't feel rushed. So if this is something that's new to you, practice it. So I would suggest maybe getting a friend to call you and just practice the sort of thing that you're going to say because it's important to find the words that are right for you. I mean, you can copy the words that I've given, but they might not sit right for you when you say them out loud. So so say it, practice it, and, and find the terms and the words that feel most comfortable for you. And you could even jot down what you want to say so you have that reminder there for you when somebody calls. Now, I've put together a short guide for you to get started, and it's available for free at janetravis.co.uk slash five. So that's five, the number five. So we've looked at quite a lot today. Like I say, this is quite important. You know, all the work we put into marketing, but this is like that, that step where if this goes well, that means people will make an appointment in your diary. So we've had a look at how whatever happens, whether they book in or whether they don't at the moment, you should really be congratulating yourself on getting a new inquiry. That's a big deal. So, you know, tell yourself, that's fantastic. Give yourself a pat on the back. We've looked at how you can feel a bit more confident on the call. And we've looked at how to take gentle control of the call. We've looked at how to set the expectations for the person on the phone and how to make that booking for a day and a time that suits you best. And we've also looked at how we can refer the client on without them feeling rejected. And also, I finished with a little tip on how to feel really natural in these calls. 
Now, again, I've put together a short guide to help to get you started. It's available for free at janetravis.co.uk slash five. So that's the number five. And you can go and find it there. So we've talked about the initial phone call today from potential clients. And we've talked about increasing the chance that they're going to go on and become your client. So I hope you found that really helpful. And if you find it helped, please let me know, get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. So until next week, have a fantastic time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this, then please subscribe to the show. And while you're there, I'd love it if you could leave me a big, shiny five-star review. Bye.